أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم رب شرح لي صدري ويستر لي أمري وحل العوض من لساني يفقه قولي رب يوزعنا أشكر عمتك التي نعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي التي تبتو إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله I thank Allah سبحانه وتعالى for allowing me allowing you to be in the most tonight. Uh, I was waiting so that somebody would not pick up my reward. But something in my heart told me there are people waiting in the mosque. And from about 11, يعني, my, I'm moving around, I'm rushing around, and uh, may Allah heal my wife, she's not feeling well. And give her shifa, inshallah. So I was between two things to look after her, to rush to the mosque, my heart is with you. And then when you rang, I felt it's time getting too late, it's almost 12. And where are you if you, by the time you come, it will be one o'clock. And by the time I get to the mosque, it will be too late. And subhanAllah, then Allah brought Ahmad and then Allah bless him. It is important. This is the last Friday, perhaps inshallah, in this month of Sha'ban. And perhaps next Friday will be the beginning of the mosque. I was in Central Mosque giving a talk today and arranging my talks in Ramadan with Sheikh Khalifa, who told me, inshallah, they're hoping Ramadan will start on Friday. Mm-hmm. And they say there is a hadith of Rasulullah in which he says, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The day of the beginning of your fast will be the day of your sacrifice. You see? So perhaps if Ramadan starts on Friday, then Eid will be, inshallah, on a Friday too. It should be a fantastic thing. So we hope and pray. That's the case. Otherwise, it's Saturday. And Eid might be then Sunday or Monday. And may Allah give us tawfiq to fast Ramadan properly. Uh, I want to deliver the same talk that I gave in the mosque. It's about preparing ourselves for Ramadan. Now, in our life, especially now, with the ease of communications and the advancement of people wanting to make themselves better, in their living, everything, little or large, we think about, we consult about, and then we plan for. And you go everywhere, people think about an aim, objectives, an ethos. And in every little thing, if people are opening a nursery or a university, people are opening uh, a little shop in the market or a huge supermarket, People are buying a car or a plane. They do the same thing. They think, they ponder, they consult, they plan. And they put their aims and objectives for what they want to do. For us as Muslims today, we lack that in our planning for our worship. Although it is all there in the deen, in the Quran and in the Sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ never did anything of his own desire. Everything he did, he did because Allah inspired him to do. Everything he did, he did with togetherness with the companions. He did with an aim of mind, because Allah taught him so. Every worship had an aim and objectives that they must be fulfilled. So the first thing we need to know, what's the aim of fasting Ramadan? And what are the objectives that we need to fulfill in order for us to achieve that aim? Allah says it clearly in the Quran, I'm 
يا ايها الذين امنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون اويو هو بيليف فاستنج هاز بين بريسكرايب فور يو از ات واز بريسكرايب فور ذوز بيفور يو ميبي بيرهابس يو مي اتشيف بايتي سو الله انتندد باي فاستنج رمضان ذات وي ويل بي ايبل تو اتشيف بايتي وات از بايتي فور ذا modern man piety is when people are worshiping a lot to others piety is when a person is serving the community a lot for some others piety is the way you look how you dress and in many cases and subhanallah it is very strange when the person is dressed in the arabic attire whether it is a hatta of saudi arabia a turban okay of the prophets a jilbab a sarwal kameez that is piety this person is pious by looks although rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam clearly inna allaha la yanzuru ila sawrikum wa ajsadikum inma yanzuru ila qulubikum wa a'malikum indeed allah does not look at your shapes and figures but or however he looks into your heart and your actions Piety literally means avoiding by all means that which is forbidden and that which is disliked by Allah and his messenger the more you avoid the haram the more you avoid the makruh the disliked the more pious you become taqwa min al-ittiqa okay تقوى من الاتقاء اتقى يتقي تقوة اتقى يتقي تقوة so اتقى literally meaning he avoided when I say to you اتقي شر هذا الرجل I'm saying to you avoid the evil of this person so تقوى literally meaning to remove yourself from a position to another الحسن البصر رضي الله تعالى عنه He says, taqwa is not fasting during the day. Neither it is worshipping all night or putting them together. However, taqwa is refraining from disobedience to Allah and fulfilling with the strive the commandment of the Almighty Allah. Al-Imam al-Shibli, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, Shaykh al-Majazib, a sheikh of all those who are okay drunken in the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shibli you should read about him he's a very good man and when his name is mentioned among the people who love Allah they can't sit their heart tremble because he's a man linked to Allah <coughs> he said taqwa is to depend upon Allah and to act upon the word of Allah by a light from Allah to depend upon Allah and to act upon the word of Allah by a light from Allah and the light of Muhammad take the light of Muhammad use the word of Allah and depend upon him you will achieve taqwa inshallah but for us entering Ramadan we simple people who are trying to seek the pleasure of Allah what shall we do 
What should we look for? There are four major things mentioned. But before I mention those four things, I will remind myself and remind you of what the Prophet said about taqwa himself. He says, there is one verse in the Quran contains all that which will make you become a taqi or a taqiyah, a pious person. It is in Surah An-Nahl, verse 9. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبقي Indeed, Allah commands you three things. Justice, good doing, and being good to your next of kin. And he forbids rudeness and vulgarness, obscene acts, and attacking others by bad feelings in the heart, bad thoughts in the mind, by your tongue or your hands. كل المسلم على المسلم حرام. The Muslims that you deal with, all of him, his blood, his family, his wealth, is haram for you to touch. If you feel bad feeling, it's envy and jealousy. If you have bad thoughts, it's wickedness. If you say it with your tongue, it is vulgarness and rudeness. If you use your hands or your feet to attack him physically, then you have transgressed beyond bound. You should never do that. كل المسلم على المسلم حرام. ما رفع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم يده ليضرب أحدا قط. He صلى الله عليه وسلم never raised his hand to hit anybody. Never. Only when he defending himself in the battle. Outside the battle, when he was attacked, he never raised. He allowed those who were attacking him to do whatever they want to do. They pulled him, they shoved him, they kicked him. He didn't do anything. So this verse, literally an equation of three good things you do and three evil things you avoid. If you can do that, then you are a pious man. According to the Prophet But the fourth thing that we need to achieve ourselves and will be foolish not to achieve knowing that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ramadan awwaluhu rahmah wa awsatuhu maghfirah wa akhiruhu idqun min al-niram ramadan it is beginning is mercy it is middle is forgiveness it is end is salvation from the hellfire it is said that the Messenger وسلم, said, for every night in Ramadan, there are 70,000 whom Allah will salvage from them. Let it be that we are from them. Let us hope that we are from them. Let us pray that Allah will include us in them. In Surah Al Imran, and each one of you should go home and read those verses 133, 136. Yes, few verses. 133, 134, 135, 136. Four verses. 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وسارعوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم وجنة عرضها السماوات والأرض وعدت للمتقين and do rush for a forgiveness from your Lord and a garden of paradise it is as wide as the heaven and the earth prepared for the pious one those who avoid the haram الذين ينفقون في السراء والضراء والكاظمين الغيظ والعافين عن الناس والله يحب المحسنين who are they those whom this beautiful garden is prepared for those who spend from their wealth at the time of difficulty and the time of ease those who oppress their anger when they have the ability to use it to revenge those who forgive mankind for allah indeed loves the good doers والذين اذا فعلوا فاحشه او ظلموا انفسهم ذكروا الله and those when they wrong themselves or do that which is evil they remember allah فاستغفروا لذنوبهم hence they turn to allah and seek forgiveness from him ومن يغفر الذنوب الا الله and who can forgive the sin but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ولم يصروا على ما فعلوا and they will never insist in carrying out that which they already realize is wrong. And they are aware of their mistake. What is their reward? Those, their reward will be a forgiveness from their law. And guarding from beneath, rivers will be flowing. They will remain therein in them forever. And indeed, the most great is the reward of the doers. Islam is about declaration of your intent, like signing a contract. But Iman is manifesting that declaration which is in your heart by the actions that you do. Those who believe they always linked to the right good actions. A believer is always seen to do good. Allahumma rabbi awjidna haythuma amartana wala tajidna haythuma nahaytana. Oh Allah, always find us where you have commanded us to be and never find us in a place whereby you have forbidden us from. This is what you should pray for. We need to be soldiers. A soldier is always inclined towards fulfilling the commandment, fearing not doing what Allah if he, the Muslim, has commanded him in following his leaders in allegiance, or just following his command, if he's non-believers. Now, these are the four things. When you are in Ramadan, you want to be coming out of Ramadan with those four things. You want forgiveness, you want mercy, you want salvation from the Alpha. Fine. But quality-wise, after Ramadan, you want to come out with those four things. To be somebody who will spend from what you have, little or much, whether you have very little or much. You have pounds in your pocket, or hundreds of pounds, or thousands of pounds. At a time of difficulty and ease, you always give. In the seerah, كَانَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ أَكْرَمُ النَّاسِ 
واجودهم وكان كالريح المرسله في رمضان في جوده عليه افضل الصلاه والسلام ان هي صلى الله عليه وسلم was the most generous of the humans and he was most generous in ramadan he was like the rushing wind 200 miles per hour it comes like that that's the salam when the rih comes sudden people wonder wow that was the salam in ramadan he was rushing he was a poor man but he will never sleep and he have something to keep for tomorrow and he will never eat under somebody hungry and he will never consume what he has without thinking of somebody else to share it with Hence he says, Avoid the hellfire even by sharing half a day. Avoiding. This is where it comes from. That is very, very important to think of. Very, very important. So the first quality is infaq, spending. People say, I'm giving. I work very hard, I give. But let me remind you, المالك الحقيقي للمال هو الله عز وجل. إنما الإنسان مستخلف على ذلك المال، فيجب عليه أن يصرفه حيث الله شاء أن يصرف، وأن لا يصرفه ما حرم الله. This what we say in fiqh. سبحان الله. It's so wonderful the word in Arabic. The true owner of wealth is the Almighty Allah. However, the man or the woman whom Allah has given them that wealth. They are only guardians of that wealth. They should spend it where Allah would love them to spend it. For those whom Allah has not given them, but has entrusted you with their wealth to be given through your hands. Allah said in the Quran, وَفِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ لِلسَّائِلُ وَالْمَحْرُومِ In their wealth, there is a right for the one who asks and the one who has been deprived. A lot of the poor people, when they beg in the Arab world, they say, Not manure. Give me from the wealth of Allah. If you said, Is it yours? I don't want it. I want from Allah's wealth. And the zakah, if somebody is one of the eight people in the category of zakah, you know the eight people, al-faqir, wal-miskeen, wal-amil ala jam'i zakah, Okay? And the person who is being captured and needs to be freed. Okay? And the person who is traveling. And the person who is in debt. Okay? And the person who is going out visibility, striving to do something visibility. Ibn Sabil. Yeah? And the traveler. Those eight categories. This is, you must give them to the car. This is their right. So if one of those people come to you and say, excuse me, if in London somebody came, a traveler, and he was pickpocketed, and he lost all his money, and said, excuse me, brother, I'm a traveler. I lost all my money. Could you please help me? And if it is your time to get your zakah, and you don't give him, you question the devil's man. Because Allah brought this person to you. You should thank Allah for bringing him. He said to you, I am a traveler. I am cut off. I have nothing. Ibn Sabil. Literally in English it means son of the road. <laughs> the person who has got nothing. He doesn't have anything. And he has a right in your zakah. Not 
يعني by your mercy but by the commandment of Allah you must give him if you don't Allah will question you ah did you give your zakah yes I gave it whom did you give it to I gave it to so and so that person I sent to you what did he say he said he was cut off okay why didn't you give him what would you say what will you answer how would you say it you need to be very careful how you go about doing this and say this this is really important However, it is a commandment from Allah that you give. Allah said, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قل لعبادي الذين آمنوا يقيموا الصلاة Say to my servants, those who believe, not anybody, those who believe, to establish regular salah. وينفقوا مما رزقناهم and to spend from what we have provided for them سرا وعلانية openly and hiddenly. There are those who say, I don't want to come to a a fundraising dinner. I don't want to give openly. I don't want to show off. Allah said it. Mm. You can give openly. Because sometimes when you give openly, you encourage others. There are those, unless you do it that way, they will not do. When you sit in a dinner, and somebody is auctioning something, and somebody said, 500 pounds. And you know that person is there, and you say, well, he's paying 500 pounds. He's got nothing. <laughs> then, 600 pounds. You encourage him. And then that one, his wife said to him, excuse me, this is from him. <laughs> what will the neighbor say? <laughs> one thousand pounds. And this one says, one thousand pounds. Two thousand pounds. You see, it encourages their heart. Have you have seen this? I was sitting in a very big dinner in the Middle East. And wallahi, Allah is my witness. I was sitting with my friends who they make a jewelry set every year to auction in this big auction they do every year. They only auction seven items. Tell the biz, do the auction for them. And they were auctioning it. Beautiful things. This, they bring the jeweler especially to come there. They make this set especially, no, nothing like it. It will cost about maybe 700,000 pounds. $700,000, dollars, sorry. 600000 But they auction it to bring a million, million and a half. And usually the main lady of the country buys that. So I was sitting. Her husband, the leader of the country, sitting here. I'm sitting with my friend. And I like the auction. So her husband put her hand up. One million. I put my hand up. 1.5. Everyone was looking at me. His wife turned around and looked at me. 1.7. I put 1.8. They were everyone looking at me. And my friend was laughing. If they said, you, I have nothing. <laughs> Allah and my friend are sitting there. They went... Two million, I put 2.2. That leader turned to me and looked at me. A look that will go deep into my heart. Shh. Then they said, stop it, man. Then he said, 2.5. They said that was the highest time they paid that money. I said, it's not their worth. It's Allah's worth. And the money is going for poor children. The man from Sister was excited. Everyone said, I don't know who is this stranger sitting there, but <laughs> he must have the money. And in that gathering, we have the richest man in the world. And there were only about 150 people sitting. It ended up raising 20 million plus dollars in the night for poor children studying in Asia. Muslims are non Muslims. So Allah here is telling us, so doing it that way, why not? I didn't have anything. If they said, okay, brother. Get your terminal. I have to skip to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to pay on my behalf. And I know, inshallah, he will do. 
أن الله سبحانه وتعالى says لن تنالوا البر حتى تنفقوا مما تحبون we're all going to enter Ramadan wanting Allah's bir what is bir in English okay kindness of Allah gentleness of Allah عطف الله وحنانه we want Allah to be kind and generous and gentle with us if we want that bir from Allah we will never get it Allah said until we love from what we spend I'm going to give you a challenge when next time you're walking from your university your workplace and you are hungry and you are going to one of the nicest restaurants to have a nice meal you have 20, 30 pounds in your pocket and you want to spend something 10, 15 pounds to have a meal enjoy yourself well you worked hard you studied hard and suddenly a person meets you and says brother I'm really poor I'm hungry I haven't eaten remember what the Prophet said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب الأخي. None of you that truly believe until you love for your brother. Now you can put your hand in your pocket and give him a pound or two, or you can say, look, that meal I was going to have, I'm going to give it to him and I'm going to eat his meal. If you give him two pounds, he can go and get chicken and chips. Go and have chicken and chips. Let him go and have a nice meal. Or take him with you and sit him and let him eat with you. It will be even better. That's a test. Because whenever somebody comes to ask you, he's been sent to you. Who's commanding? Allah. Indeed, the one who question and ask you to help, don't send away. Don't repel, Allah said. Why? Because I'm sending him to you. I have my money with you. This is my servant. Give him. Don't say he's drunk. He's going to buy alcohol. Don't make excuses. How many time I give you and you go and do haram with it? How many times I give it to you and you squander it? How many times I give it to you and you abuse it? I never said to you, I'm not giving you because you are squandering it, I'm giving it to you. Who is judging? I will judge, not you. Please, these are the things we need to do in Ramadan. Because Ramadan is the month of expenditure. And watch what you eat and how much you spend to eat. It's important. وَلَا يَحْتَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ يَبْخَلُونَ لِمَا أَتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ هو خيرا لهم بل هو شر لهم سيطوقون ما بخلوا به يوم القيامة and don't think those who are act, acting with greed not giving from what Allah has given to them from his bounties is good for them it is indeed evil for them that which they have kept for themselves and they do not spend for the sake of Allah will be made of a chain from the hellfire and will be put around their necks in the day of judgment. So don't keep it. It will be a punishment for you. قال الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خصلتان لا يجتمعان في مؤمن البخل وسوء الخلق. He صلى الله عليه وسلم says two qualities will never be in a believer together. You have one of them. But a believer will never have both of them. Greed and bad character. To have a bad character and to be greedy, you're not a believer. Never. I promise you, never. Quality number two, you need to avoid not being angry. And if you are made angry, avoid by all means lashing out, replying out, thinking bad about the person. You might say, look, he annoyed me, but I said nothing. But in your heart you said, may Allah destroy you. Astaghfirullah al you acted in your mind. You thought, whom do you think you are? 
I am fasting and you treat me like this. Whatever you think by your mind or your heart is judged. It's judged. Please think carefully in Ramadan. Don't use any faculty, mind, heart, tongue, hand, leg, don't. Be careful. Because if you use it, you will abuse it. And therefore, Allah said in the Quran about it, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا مَا غَضِبُوا هُمْ يَغْفِرُونَ My true servants are those when they are angry, rather than lashing out, answering back, they forgive. You think I'm evil, my brother? Alhamdulillah, I am. If I'm not, you will never be able to say it to me. Please pray for me. May Allah forgive me and forgive me. That's the way you should say it. And Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu qal, ليس الشديد بالسرعة ولكن الشديد الذي يملك نفسه عند القدر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم the strong is not the one who is able to wrestle his brother and put him down on the ground and say well I'm strong but the one who can restrain himself at the time of anger that's the strong one this is reported by Bukhari and Muslim and he says صلى الله عليه وسلم من كظم قيضا وهو يقدر على إنفاده ملأ الله جوفه أمنا وإيمانا and whosoever is able to restrain his anger and he's able to lash out because he's strong in his speech or in physical means, Allah will fill their heart with security and peace and iman, faith. That's what I want. Number three, al-afu, to be able to forgive. Rasulullah says, Thalatha. There are three things I will swear by them. Allahu Akbar. Allah says in the Quran, also swearing, making an oath. Don't panic about your sustenance. For I have it with me, it is written. And by all means it will come to you. And they said, And by the Lord of the heaven and the earth, what I am saying is true. As you speak. And therefore, here, Rasulullah is telling us the same way, I will swear these three things are true. No wealth has ever been reduced because you give out of charity. Every time you give in charity, Allah will give you more. Okay? مثل الذين ينفقون أموالهم في سبيل الله كمثل حبة أنبت السبع سنابل The example of those who spend their wealth for the sake of Allah like someone putting a seed on the ground a corn seed and then it will grow into seven ear corns and in each ear corn there is a hundred seeds How many seeds all together? Seven hundred This little seed produces seven hundred But that's not the end. But Allah will multiply thereafter many fold to whomever he wishes. Many. It could be 7,000, it could be 70,000, 700,000, 7 million, and you can carry on. Without count. So give from your generosity, the most generous will multiply for you forever. Give. Don't be mean. وَمَاذَا دَاللَّهُ عَبْدًا بِعَفْوٍ إِلَّا عِزَّةٍ And whosoever forgives, Allah will only increase him 
in honor. And therefore, wallah, all those who forgive, Allah honors them. Be an honorable man or an honorable woman by always forgiving your brothers and sisters in humanity. Because Allah said, وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ Not al-'afina ala al-Muslimin, wal-'afina ala al-Mu'minin. Allah didn't say those who forgive the Muslims or forgive the believing men and women. No, no, no. Anybody, forgive anybody. Some brothers, sometimes I think out of short and misunderstanding, whatever ignorance, they say, "Well, brothers, he is my brother in Islam. I forgive him." But this kafir, I need to teach him a lesson. Astaghfirullah alazim. You need to show him a lesson of guidance, not to teach him a lesson. Showing your muscles. Woman Tawada Alilahi Rafa, and whosoever humble himself before Allah, Allah will raise them. Be a mat, let people walk all over you, let them insult you. So what? I always say to my children, if somebody swear at you, shout at you, call you a name. So what? He did not reduce you, he increased you. Because <coughs> Allah write goodness for you. And let us say, he comes and punch you. It will hurt. But Allah will replace that hurt mm. by peace in the heart. Allah will wipe away the sins. Every time somebody does anything bad for you, you are receiving good. Mm. So let them. Subhanallah. Let them. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man sarrahu an yashruf lahu al-bunyan wa turfa lahu al-darajat falyaafu amman zalama wa yu'ti man harama wa yasl man qata'a. Whosoever want to be pleased that the buildings of this world and in the hereafter will be made ready for him in abundance. Spacious, comfortable, and he wants that Allah will raise him in heights of degrees, then he should forgive the one who wrongs him and give the one who refuses him and visit the one who never visit him. Today we are living in a world whereby if somebody wrongs you, you do back. If somebody says to you one, you say two. I'm not going to say the bad things. <laughs> if somebody said to you, well, ten, a hundred, what they call car region, market region, school region nowadays in America with guns, that's not Islam, that's shaitan. That's shaitan. So anybody wrongs you, forgive them. Allah, the best people, Pray for those who wrong you. Oh Allah, forgive those who wrong you. Some people find it very hard. How could I pray for them? Well, poor you. And give the one who refuses you. But today we have got this habit. I wait for the one. When I was in desperation, I went to him and said, no, and he comes to me, please, Sheikh, could you help me? Ah, you're now coming for help. Allah Akbar. The land now is greener here, isn't it? It's dry in your area. Okay. Astaghfirullah. Do you remember that day when I came to you? How did you feel when you said to me, no? Seriously, they rubbed the salt on the wound. Imagine, you're suddenly praying, oh Allah, please, I want to pass my exam. Oh Allah, please, I know I was wrong. I did a lot of haram sins. I did bad, but I want to pass. The malak said, you wicked one. You want us to ask Allah to pass you? Get away from here. Go away. And they shut the door in front of you. How do you feel? So never refuse somebody who comes to you if you are able to. The least you could do, direct them to the one who knows. 
whether they are asking knowledge, asking direction, asking physical help, asking physical okay, means of carrying things with them, whatever, or financial help, whatever. Never. If you don't know, if you don't have, direct them to the one who has the same reward. Addallu ala al-khayri kafa'ilihi. The one who point out or direct people to good as if he has done it. This is the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And visit the one who doesn't visit you. But today we are living in a world when your friend who lives in Halizdi, in a rough area, in a rough building, you don't want to go. Well, you make an excuse. But if your friend lives in Hampstead, Fulham, or Buckingham Palace area, you'll make sure you will go. Well, the idea is, well, at least we can have a nice meal, we can enter into beautiful surroundings. Especially when it comes to walimas and weddings. Some people have got khiyar of a goose, as they say in Egypt. They have got preferences. Well, I will go to Muhammad, because it is in the Savoy Hotel. In the Savoy Hotel, to have a lunch, you need to pay 350 pounds for lunch. 350 pounds is a salary for somebody for a week. For some people, it's a month's money. For a person in the third world, maybe three, four months wages or more. But if suddenly Ahmed invites you to his wedding somewhere in a hall, <laughs> well, you are, you are not really feeling well. You have got an excuse to make. That's not good. Rasulullah visited everyone. And it's a duty of Islam. When your brother invites you, you must say yes. Six duties of the Muslim to the Muslims. When he greets you, or when he meets you, you must greet him. When he sneezes, you must pray for him. Allah will shower him with mercy. When he invites you, you must adhere to that. When he's sick, you must visit him. When he's sick, you counsel, you must counsel him. Or send him to somebody who knows. And when he dies, you must follow his janazah to bury him. If you can't, go and give condolences to his family. That's Islam. And the last thing, istighfar, seeking forgiveness. وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ سُوءًا أَوْ يَظْلِمْ نَفْسَهُ ثُمَّ يَسْتَغْفِرِ اللَّهَ Allah says, and whosoever make a mistake, sin, make a sin, or wrong themselves by not doing what Allah has commanded, or fall into the trap of the ego, then seek forgiveness from Allah. He will surely find Allah most forgiving, most merciful. Allah. I like this hadith. This is a fantastic hadith. No man or woman who believes in Allah commits a sin, then makes wudu, then prays two rag'ahs after making proper wudu, pray two rag'ahs by the intention of repentance, and then seek forgiveness from Allah, only he will find Allah, Almighty God, most forgiving. Most forgiving. For Allah says, Ibn Adam. Okay? لو وصلت ذنوبك عننا السماء ثم استغفرتني لو جتني. O son of Adam, if your sin has reached the height of the heavens, then you seek forgiveness for me, I will forgive. 
May Allah forgive us. May Allah guide us. The last thing I will say, remember in Ramadan, we fast from the halal. In Ramadan, the commandment, Allah says, all the year round, Allah commands you to refrain from the haram. Allah says, فَتَّغُونِي يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ Oh, men and women of understanding, do fear me by avoiding what I have forbidden for you all day around. But in Ramadan, Allah says, I forbid you from eating and drinking and being with your spouses from the break of dawn to evening. Those three things are halal. Eating, drinking, being with our wives is halal. But in Ramadan, said, no, you're not allowed. If you do, you commit a sin. If you break that day, even 60 days might not be enough for you. Consecutive days. You do 59 days and you could not do the sixth year. You say, well, I'm not following. I'll do the sixth one. No, you start from the beginning again. That's why Allah said in the Quran, if you are traveling or you are sick, break your fast, but replace it with another day. But if you fast, it's better for you. If only you know the reward of fasting the day in this time. So for this reason, in Ramadan, we need to make sure at the end of the day, avoidance of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to avoid in the halal is only to teach us how to avoid the haram of the Ramadan. That's the idea. Don't tell people when you are fasting, well, we are fasting to become healthier. Just like the brothers and sisters say, we pray five times a day in motion to exercise our body. No companion said, well, alhamdulillah, our muscles are stronger because we pray. It's what the people say. These five minutes, two minutes, uh, in fact, we don't really pray for one hour. What kind of exercise is that? And with that, we walk like this. We don't walk on our heels, we walk on our toes. You only have to walk to wash your children when they run. You feel ashamed. All over the place they are running. They don't know how to walk properly. They don't know how to run properly. Seriously. Salah is not for physical exercise. Salah is for a spiritual exercise so that your heart will focus. Uniting you with Allah. Your mind will focus in being aware of who Allah is. That's the idea. وَجَّهْتُ وَجْهِي لِلَّذِي فَطَرَ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Hanifan. I have turned my face to the one who created the heaven and the earth. Pure. That's what we want. اللهم رب اجمعنا اللهم رب اجمعنا واجمع بنا اللهم رب انصرنا وانصر بنا اللهم رب اهدنا واهد بنا اللهم رب وفقنا ووفق بنا اللهم رب علمنا وعلم بنا اللهم رب آتنا وجعل مأت الآخرين بأيدينا وجعلنا من عبيدك المسلمين المؤمنين المحسنين المخلصين المخلصين نجنا اللهم من الهم والغم والحزن والكرب العظيم ربنا اجمع لنا عبادك الصالحين واجمعنا معهم في الدنيا والدين اللهم ربنا اجعلنا من جندك فإن جندك هم الغالبون اللهم ربنا اجعلنا من حزبك فإن حزبك مفتحون اللهم يا رب اجعلنا من أولياءك فإن أولياءك لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون صلي وسلم على محمد النبي الأمين وآله وسلم على ربك رب العالمين عما يصفون وسلام على محمد الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين يا كن عبد يا كن استعيد اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أو أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد كله كفون أحد من لا الرحمن الرحيم يقول هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد كله كفون أحد من لا الرحمن الرحيم يقول هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد كله كفون أحد من لا الرحمن الرحيم يقول هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد كله كفون أحد من لا الرحمن الرحيم يقول هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد كله كفون أحد من لا الرحمن الرحيم يقول هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد كله كفون أحد من لا الرحمن الرحيم يقول هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد كله كفون أحد يا واحد يا أحد يا قرد يا صمد يا من لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد اوصف ما قراته ونورما تلوته هديه واصله بعد القبول منك الى روح والدي احمد بابك الحسعد يا كريم ووالدتي دار السلام محمد احمد قمر يا كريم قول اجدادي ابن الشيخ محمد احمد قمر يا كريم ابن الشيخ قمر الشيخ يعقوب الشيخ مجلي يا كريم الشيخ موسى الاحمر برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين ابن الحسعد الحسعد يا كريم ابن احمد يا ارحم الراحمين ارفع مغاماتهم وعلي درجاتهم وفحني من نفحاتهم ومدني مددهم وارواحهم والاخوان الحاضرين امين امين رحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين ولاخي محمد ولاختي ست البنات يا كريم ولحاج علي حموده وسائر قراباتي ولسائر والدينا ووالديكم رحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين وفسع لهم وبارك لهم في مداخلهم سيد الشيخ الفاتح يا كريم وسع له في قبره وبارك له في رزقه فاتح بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد اياك نستعين بك صلاتك وسلامك انت عليهم غير مغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين امين